Hello, and welcome to Saturday Morning Cartoons, the weekly podcast that revisits, reviews, and ridicules some of the world's weirdest animated series. I will be coming from the Command Wolf this week as your host, Sean Paul Ellis. Uh, Joining me in the studio this week, we have in his limited edition Liger, Jamal Newman. Welcome, Jamal. Sean, 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 thank you for having me so much. (laughs) I'm super excited to be here. Well, we're, super, we're very excited to have you uh, on this episode as well, Jamal. So thank you. We apologize to all of our listeners. Uh, Dave is uh, unfortunately out sick this week. Yes. And if so. you're one of the listeners who prefers it this way, then we don't apologize. <laughs> <laughs> so we are wishing Dave a very speedy recovery. Yes. So. Unless you're the one person who doesn't. <laughs> who does not. That one guy. No. <laughs> Uh, everybody loves Dave. Everyone loves Dave. Everybody loves Dave. It's like everybody loves Raymond. Just With select da- Dave yes. and then paste in, or select Raymond and paste in Dave. Solid. 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 Good feel, job. feel really good about this yeah, intro so far. This is pretty good. This is a great reason to keep Dave. <laughs> Just so you know. I want to, as an aside, every time Dave is unavailable for this show, I realize Oh no, Dave has so Dave does so much work for yeah. this show, and now I get to do it. It's like so. uh, Laurel and Harding when they both thought that oh, I'll be better without this guy. The other guy, <laughs> and right. then they realized, holy shit, I need this guy. Uh, I really need this guy. Um, so Dave, just really quickly, get better. No, seriously, seriously, no. feel better soon. So uh, if you have clearly not been able to figure out what the show is that we are talking about this week we are actually going to be talking zoids new century boom so boom so this is uh this is very exciting this came as a recommendation from jamal yep yeah that's right so, uh jamal what were your what were your memories of watching this show my memories uh, my first memory is literally having my index finger on my power button on my tv because i would watch this show as i was running to go catch the bus so like every morning i would just wait until i figured out that bit was gonna win the fight and then push the button and i'm out. i wouldn't wait to the complete resolution of the show just until i knew he was gonna win and then i'd push that button grab my bag and run and i'm usually you know trying to catch that early bus because you want to be one of those kids on that late bus that second bus that took you to school well at least where i live oh no that's you don't want to be on that late bus because you don't want to be on that late bus you get on that late bus and then you're with the the ladies <laughs> <laughs> then you show with the ladies. That's the actually late, the, 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 the late bus sounds fantastic. No, they're the not the ladies, the late tees. Okay, and then Fair you enough. have a you run the risk of actually showing up late to school, and then you know they're looking to give a detention to a brother like me. So, okay, but yeah, I I enjoyed this show when it made a switch from Saturday mornings, where at least where I was, to Monday through Friday. It was a wake up, have oatmeal or cream of wheat watch while i'm like scarfing it down while i'm watching this and then button on the on the uh, on the tv <laughs> waiting till the end of the show is done <laughs> to just i gotta see how it's gonna end oh good i uh i watched this i think in well we're gonna get into the the history in a bit but when it premiered in 2001 i was watching this primarily i believe on toonami mm-hmm. and so i had very fond memories of this show and sort of the I forget, I feel like there was another show that maybe I had watched in the 80s or the 90s. Uh, you know, all shows at this point were toys and, and, you know, building something on top of it. But mm-hmm. it felt like for certain aspects of the show where you're kind of building on top of this battle robot, that's what got me excited about it. Like, and not to mention that a lot of these battle robots 
are very distinct, cool-looking animals yeah. and dinosaurs. Yeah. Which was the dinosaur aspect of it was a huge selling point for me. Yeah, I'm also a, a bit upset looking back that I never asked for a Zoid for Christmas. Really? <laughs> yeah, I never did. I, no, always... I mean, they had. I know that they had so many toys. Like this was a big, this was a big seller for like for. I think maybe at that time I knew Santa Claus wasn't real, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, it's either a Zoid action figure, which is going to replace some other action figure I might want more. Okay. Or a video game. And I was like, video games like 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so you were prioritizing. Yeah, I was, prior- I was like, what am I going to, like, even at that age, I was like, what am I going to get more? I can live with just the digital Zoids. <laughs> I need that video game or I need that G.I. Joe. <laughs> like, because I'm staging battles. <laughs> I need another, I need another bad guy. I need another. So, yeah. But I'm looking back, I'm like, could have used that Zoid. Great. <laughs> what a great desk piece that would have been. <laughs> That could have been a paperweight that yeah. you still have like, like on now, a desk. Like now, yeah. because I have like current day. I have like a box full of like my old <laughs> like no pussy getting <laughs> action figures. <laughs> and I'm like, this cannot show itself. It has to stay <laughs> hidden in my room. But it's like full of just old Dragon Ball Z um action figures. It's got G.I. Joe's. I just wish there was a Zoid. Just a, a Liger Zero Yager. Just something in there. Yeah. That'd have been good. Oh, it would been amazing to just have it on my desk at work. I just came home, came, came to work. And I'm like, that's oh. going to be a starting, that's going to be a conversation point for any lady well, who yeah. comes by your desk. Exactly. And not lady, late T. Late T. Anyone right. who shows up late, they're going to have to answer to Lagra Zero. Right. So that makes sense. Also well, helps people get a sense of your personality. <laughs> well, to give us a, a little bit more of an understanding of this, can you please share with us the history, Jamal? I will. So Zoid's New Century or Zoid's New Century slash zero slash Zoido Shinseki Suroshu Zero, which is the proper Japanese pronunciation of that, is an anime series created in 2001 by Shogakukan Inc. It is the second Zoid series created based on the range of mecha models produced by Tomi. That's T-O-M-Y. Uh, the series has been dubbed and released in Western nations, originally simply under the title Zoids, before being later rebranded as Zoids New Century by Viz Media, which we all love today, Viz Media, and um, was the first Zoids series to be dubbed in English. The series has 26 episodes that run for 25 minutes. In August 2014, a Blu-ray box set of the series was released in Japan. It optionally came with a limited edition like zero i did not know that i need to go to japan <laughs> i did not know well it sounds like there is a possibility for you to get yes now that zoid's <laughs> yeah. action figure yes. i was so excited because <laughs> i did not <laughs> you know saying that. that you didn't have it i, I could not wait for you to oh read the God. history <laughs> i literally and i'm i'm still talking like i don't have the funds available to buy a zoid <laughs> Like I could go get one online right now, but, uh, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, I could ask mom. We're gonna have to go and check out eBay. I did not <laughs> know conclusion. that it came with a limited edition, Lacquer Zero. Gotta That's, get that limited edition. Oh man, mm. just little gems. Well, to give us a, a series synopsis, uh, New Century Zero uh, takes place a long time after the events of Zoid Chaotic Century. The Zoids are no longer used for warfare. Instead, the combative nature of both Zoids and humans are focused and contained by a series of battle competitions and tournaments that are run by the Zoid Battle Commission. The series focuses on the Blitz team, in particular the actions of the Liger Zero and Bit Cloud. The series charts the rise of the Blitz team through various competitions 
uh, of the Zoid Battle Commission and the team's efforts to avoid conflict with the criminal organization known as the Backdraft Group. BitCloud. BitCloud. Kind of a little bit of foreshadowing to the future of computers. That, like Bitcoin? Or well, just like cloud computing? Well, you know, c- computers are bit machines and <laughs> the cloud. Save it to the cloud. <laughs> but you could save your Zoid to the cloud, which is like what they did when they moved their Zoids around in that <laughs> machine. Is that what you think? That it was like running? It was like putting like some your Zoid Amazon, in the cloud. Like Amazon web services are yes, running on yes, a Zoid. Yes, it was like Google putting Drive. your Zoid. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> they could always update it. Anytime he was changing on a Zoid, it was like getting a firmware update and he was just... <laughs> Making it better. Or anytime it seemed like the Zoid was uncooperative, in a sense. Exactly. It's just, you know, it's a software update. Software. Bugs happen. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. We're all familiar with that. We live in a society where we are accepting of bugs <laughs> at this point. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> unless, you're, unless you're Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, uh, boy. So this show was kind of interesting because, as we mentioned, there was Zoid's New Century, and then there was also Zoid's Chaotic Century. These came with the, the standard Japanese and then also American intros. And so Jamal and I have had a chance to watch the, uh, the intro for actually both Chaotic Century and New Century. The, the bonus or the interesting thing about the New Century that we watched for this episode is that because it also aired on Toonami, there was a Toonami intro. So mm-hmm. uh, just... In summary, was there a favorite intro that you had out of the four that we watched? From Chaotic Century, it was the Japanese and the English. And then from, uh, from New Century, uh, we watched the English opening, which is just great, uh, with also the Toonami intro. I would have to say the Toonami, because the Japanese and the original intro had no words so it assumed you knew everything there was need to know so just listen to the music and the english opening like understood its audience was like okay this is for america americans are stupid let me explain everything that's going on in this show it's 30 seconds <laughs> yeah, in length. Yeah, yeah let me explain everything in the show and once that's done give you a nice flash and then we're out but the tsunami adds that flare it's like oh we got it down we know who our target market is right we're also going to give you this nice flash nice cuts nice edits it's like you can tell that they got their shit together Right. Well, you could tell that also at that point that people had maybe been watching it. And so it was probably in syndication yeah. at this point. So they're coming back and they're watching it for a specific reason. And so they don't need all of those intros. Yeah. They don't need all the additional exposition that's included in the English opening, which for all of our listeners, it literally says Zoids now have been decommissioned for warfare usage yeah. and they're now being used. Uh, you know, for competition only. Yeah. And you see a couple cuts of Zoids kind of rushing and running and shooting guns. Mm-hmm. And then it is 30 seconds in length. You're in, you're out. But it, it gives you a great idea. Of what the show is. Exactly. If you've never seen it. But I love how the Japanese version is like, I don't care if you don't know the show. Look at these mountains and listen to this music. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's our show. Well, the, cha- the chaotic century intros are very interesting because, as you mentioned, the Japanese intro for chaotic century is a lot of desert, mm-hmm. and it, it's a lot of very, I want to say longing, sort it's of. Aesthetic, to, aesthetics, right? yeah. they're focusing on the look of it and, rather than like the content info that you can pull out of it. And you kind of get the idea that maybe from Chaotic Century, which I'm now interested to go and, and check out, that maybe there's a little bit more of a journey mm-hmm. that's involved. Maybe, you know, they're not kind of all, like it's not BitCloud getting thrown into the Blitz team and then, 
being able to control this Zoid with, with little to no effort, uh, except for its occasional stubbornness. Mm-hmm. But you're, you're really kind of given the, the sense or the idea of there's a journey that's going to be involved. Yeah. There's some longing process of these people who are eventually going to coalesce as a team and fight some evil that you're not familiar with. There's also, I noticed that a lot of the cuts for the Zoids in, New- in Chaotic Century were of like showing you of like, like a charge up of the laser in the like T-Rex's mouth of like, they're showing you like what these Zoids can do rather than like, you see, like you can see in the um, American one, just Zoids you have, you'll never see again. <laughs> like right. you'll, they're like spotter Zoids and they're in the, they made the intro cut. Right. They're near, they have no story. <laughs> they're, it's like JV Zoid squad. Exactly. <laughs> and they're getting like prime time. Exactly. Focus. They're getting prime time focus. And it's like, why <laughs> the Japanese version, they're like showing off, like showcasing the Zoids and the characters specifically the ones that like they're showing you side by side who's with what zoid whereas in the american one is like a, a little bit of a hodgepodge of like eh, we'll just throw it all in there we're giving you the exposition what more do you want now to contrast what you get from the japanese intro the or from the chaotic century japanese intro to the chaotic century american intro it is just one long solo guitar lick yeah <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> that is, I want to say, 95% incredible, and then 5% the fo- like the fodder zoids yeah. that you're like, I don't, I don't care yeah, about you. I don't you. know like, what you're doing no here for. But the guitar lick is like, they were like, all right, we've got 5,000 left in budget. Who's got a friend who can play guitar? <laughs> yeah, I think Richie. Yeah, I think Richie, 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 Richie got a guitar, yeah, right? Richie you were talking about that Christmas, uh, right? for the White Elephant. You got a guitar, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, come in. Well, I'm not very good. No, it's good enough. Come on, bring it in. Bring it in. That's You're going to be fine. Do you need me to sing? We don't want singing. <laughs> don't sing, Richie. Just play the guitar. Thank you. But it is. It's, it's very aggressive. It's in your space. You know, when we did X-Men, the animated series, the Japanese intro that they have was sort of actually very similar, where it is... Very intense, aggressive guitar solo where characters are like smash cut in left and right. Really? And you're left thinking like, holy crap, this is, this feels like the intro to a totally different show that I never watched in the 90s on Fox. So it was very interesting to see that in a Zoid setting. So always kind of fun and interesting to, uh, to check out. So anything else, Jamal, from, uh, from the... From the intros, from the multiple intros, <laughs> thanks uh, to Dave's research that we were able to watch. I'm not sure, but I think they show you the black judge, the black referee, because there's two referees. There's like a good referee okay. who's like this white robot referee, and then there's this corrupt one who unfortunately <laughs> is the black one. Oh, no. <laughs> and he's, he's the one who's always with the bad guys and like setting up these random uh, fights that aren't even really commissioned. And like illegal street yeah, racing. Yeah, and he battles. doesn't like he doesn't even want to like help like be, play fair at all. So it's like when Bits like, hey, announce that we won. <laughs> They're like, fine. Like he does it reluctantly <laughs> and like, ah, oh, <laughs> why couldn't this be? But yeah, I think I saw a glimpse in the intro of the black jet, but I think it was just a, a quick like he's a thrown snap. in with the fodder. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't understand who he is at first, but he's in there. I was really surprised. I remember the judges very I remember the judges, which actually they look do you remember uh there was an NES, a Nintendo Entertainment System peripheral in the eighties that was called Rob? And he was a small little robot 
who he would play gyromite with you. There were like a handful of games that this robot would participate as the player too. I don't think I had this um, this attachment to the NES. I didn't have this either. I, I knew, like everybody else in the 80s, like, I knew that one guy. Oh, that, that who kid had who had no friends. That, <laughs> <laughs> who needed this robot to play with him. We, we were all having friends over to play our NES. He's like, you guys know about that robot that'll play with you? No, we have friends. Uh, like that one time I called that friend, that one friend yeah. up. was like, hey, you want to come over and play Gyromite? He's like, oh, no, I'm already playing no, with I'm another player play. yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm already playing with old rocket boots over here. My robot friend. But it was very, it was very funny. It immediately reminded me of, of, that guy. of Rob. And it was, I was very, for the episode that we watched uh, today, the, it was interesting to see how much that white robot judge came into play. Yeah. So it was, uh, and there were some comical moments mm-hmm. that were in it. And so for, uh, for this episode, we watched the invasion of the fierce tigers trans- transform to zero Schneider. And so, and if uh, you don't know, it goes from a progression of Lager Zero. Oh, this is good because I don't, I don't a hundred percent understand. This. Okay, so it goes bit, bit gets Liger, which is I believe he's kind of like a a last minute purchase, a little bit of like I don't know what I'll do with this Zoid, but he speaks to me, and everyone's like, no one can handle the Liger, and Bit's like, I'll, I'll wrangle him, <laughs> you know, one of those things. Like I'll break him in yeah, like he's, he's a horse, ba- basically. So <laughs> Bit gets Liger. The first couple of episodes, he's he's getting used to him, and then um. He be, his his first advancement is the Jaeger series, which is like this blue. Uh, um, and we we should mention that it's it's like a it's like a lion, right? Yes, yeah, it, he's um I think actually yes yeah, the liger is like a um saber tooth tiger saber tooth tiger. So he's wearing armor that makes him look like a saber tooth tiger. And when he his first chance to ever upgrade his armor, he chooses the Jaeger series, which is this blue armor that helps him go faster, right? And so you know he goes back to his ship. What's that called? The ship. Do you know what the ship? I called? don't know. It was the where the the professor. Yeah, where the professor and all the the lesser <laughs> performers <laughs> stand behind. It would be the equivalent of the coach's chair in a basketball mm-hmm. game because the coach isn't coming on the court. Right. It was just, it was just a like a tower. Yeah. That sort of hit the battlefield like a comet. Yeah. It looked like a <laughs> it looked like a um a snail like their ship that moved them around. Yeah. It looked like a gigantic like snail. Sort of like Ninja Turtles like the Technodrome. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's a little bit like that. So, that's where you change out your armor. So, the first time he does that, he changes into Jaeger. Now, this episode, he's changing into Schneider, which is a new upgrade that allows him to like slice through people at way better speed than he was originally. So, And so if you think about a saber-toothed tiger as a robot, I know, it's a stretch. So, saber-toothed robot tiger he has these blades that come from his the left and the right front shoulders. Yes. And so the, the idea is that it's, it's good for melee combat. He gets in really close, mm-hmm. and he just cuts, cuts that other Zoid right in half. Yeah. And it's a supplement to his um, strike laser claw. Strike laser claw, okay. <laughs> which is his, uh, where his claws shine, <laughs> which I guess is the laser charging, and then he strikes. And it's always that classic, uh, they both... Uh, bit and the enemy pass by each other, and then it's like that delayed slash of, oh, like, right. that, of like the enemy <laughs> getting destroyed, but nothing happening to Bit. That's almost every episode. Is that so? How does that compare? Because we uh, will tease this. There's a new power that he learns towards the end of this episode. That's not the not the claws. It's like a unicorn horn. 
Oh my god, am I forgetting this? That was the, the, <laughs> I, the I may not have remembered this. It was the the Buster Slash. I don't. I'm not sure if I remember that. I may have had old habits of well, just switching I'll... to the next episode. <laughs> once <laughs> I found that power out, button. Once I found out he was winning, I was like, next episode. <laughs> But Buster Slash, it sounds it sounds very familiar. Well, we'll we'll get in, we'll get into this because right. then this will be this will be a big reveal for you. Good. So towards the end of the episode. So this episode sort of opens on a little bit of maybe a somber note. We have a team from what is called the Fierce Tigers mm-hmm. that are sitting around a campfire, presumably in the middle of the desert mm-hmm. nowhere. You know, maybe that we saw in the Japanese intro or Chaotic Century. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Call back to that. There it is. So we have we have this group of of these three Zoid pilots that are hanging out, and they are lamenting over the fact that they have been on a, a ten street or ten uh ten battle losing streak, mm-hmm. and they are suffice it to say morale is very low yeah. within the fierce tigers, and so uh so we pick up this point where suddenly. And this is very confusing. One of them makes a comment where he just goes, uh, he goes, what's that weird looking clown? And there's that cut where they all kind of look in the same direction, but they never show a weird looking clown. This is one of the reasons I wanted to watch this episode because I was like, <laughs> what is happening? This episode is like their first attempt at like real trying to make it funny, like trying to make it really funny and have these weird like editorial like <laughs> jokes that are in it. So has every because it, this was uh, I mean as we mentioned there's one season this was I believe the eighth episode mm-hmm. in that once in that single season. Uh, so am I correct in saying that one through seven have been like a more serious tone? Yeah, it's been more like them trying to establish Bit and the team as like legitimate contenders for these fights. Okay, and then this one the reason why I like this one as well is because it knocks Bit's Bit clouds uh, ego down a bit because yeah because he gets his comeuppance because he's been too uh, too uh, overzealous in a fight so and then he redeems himself obviously because clearly he's, he's, I mean it's it's he's you you're given the sense very early on that Bit Cloud is the the young overzealous mm-hmm. hot shot exactly hot shot hot shot is the perfect word to use yeah. for him he's he's too confident mm-hmm. to the point where he's a little bit cocky and he wants to continue to cycle through and, and improve these skills. But I, the interesting thing for me that you come to realize is that it seems like Liger is sort of sentient yeah. at times. Yeah, because he can talk to Liger. Right. Which is, which is probably one of the reasons why he could, you know, break him, so to speak, because no one, you have to have a connection with your Zoid, apparently. Right. It, very, it was very... Uh, very Harry Potter choosing a wand. Like yes, it has yes. to speak to you yes, in yes. order for you yes. to, and all to utilize Lig- it. Yes, and all Liger's responses are... <laughs> <laughs> and apparently that's the entire range of whatever. Bit, Bit's like, oh, I know Liger. We can get him around the corner. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> that's every response he gets from Liger, no matter what it is. A win. Hey, Liger, we did it. <laughs> I know we could do it, buddy. <laughs> like it's, but also Bit with Liger. I think they both maybe why they speak to each other is because Liger and Bit would rather be on the <laughs> battlefield learning as you're doing rather than in some training simulation. Like because even his own teammates are kind of like, "Come on, man, you're too cocky. You're too." And then every time he's like, "I'll show you," and then he does show him, and then this time he loses, which I was like, "Good, good." You didn't show him. So now you and Liger are going to learn. Right, Liger? <laughs> so 
as I mentioned, we we have this weird, as you mentioned about the the whole idea of this being one of the first episodes that really sort of involves humor in the narrative. We are given this weird-looking clown where all of these fierce tiger teammates look in one direction where nobody is available. Nobody is. There's a flash of lightning, and they see... I thought initially from their reaction that it was Zoids from somebody else that had snuck up on them. And coming after them. It, no, it's, it's their Zoids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's their yellow... They the were yellow like a, tigers. Yellow yeah. tigers. And so they... They, they look at them completely shocked, turn around. We find uh, the one and only um, just random ominous guy that's laughing. Yeah. And also giving them a pep talk, mm-hmm. saying to them, I am your savior. <laughs> like bold claim to come from a man with a cup of ramen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like, look, I know you guys have some frowns right now, but wait until I finish this speech. I'm Lou Holtz of... Uh... <laughs> Of the Zoid <laughs> halftime. Right. You guys are down. You guys are down. Just turned into, morphed into Bill Cosby I'm there. Tra- <laughs> I'm trying to find Lou Holtz, but I don't have enough spit in my mouth <laughs> to do it. So we're given, uh, presumably, this is, with little to no introduction, one of the leaders of the backdraft group. Yes. The bad so, guy. Right. And so this guy, I believe, was his name, was it Leon? I'm not sure if I remember. Or, or, or Tauros? One of those bad they, guy names. Again, this, this show, there are a couple really interesting moments where you're, they just make the assumption that the audience knows all of the names of all of these people. And, and there's, there's a large number in terms of the cast size where they continue to just throw new characters at you and are just... At one point, they said Amari. And I thought that that was the leader of the backdraft group. That's turns someone on out Bits he was, team, right? He, no, no. It turns out it's somebody on the Fierce Tigers. <laughs> so <clears throat> even having watched them, as I'm sure you have, and seeing, because this is a callback, because originally what had happened, and as Jamal has said, I believe in one of the first battles that BitCloud participated in, it was against the Fierce Tigers. Mm-hmm. And Bit had no problem utilizing the Liger and yeah. just ripping through the Tigers with, you know, zero, zero effort. Yeah. Which, you know, then at some point he, he kind of, you know, brags to them saying in the diner scene, he's just like, oh yeah, you guys, I had, I had just learned, I had just learned how to do this. I had, I had just learned how to be a pilot. <laughs> yeah, basically. And, and as you mentioned, these people on the Fierce Tigers may have been training in simulations. Mm-hmm. They've they, been, they, they're seasoned. Right. Putting in the time, mm-hmm. putting in the work getting ready, getting eligible, mm-hmm. I'm presumably getting sponsorships. Yeah, obviously. Because <laughs> these don't look like they're cheap. No, they're, these, uh, these are machines, these mechanical machines. They look like, like if you, you know about owning a, a, a yacht, and they say you have to have yacht money, you have to have the like, <laughs> like you have to have like just an enormous amount of expendable income. That's what it looks like to own one of these. It's like these kids must come from trust funds yeah. of like enormous. Every one of them. Yeah. <laughs> and then they get sponsors and they're like, oh, thank you. Their parents are like, oh, oh, okay. We'll see how long this sponsor holds out. But yeah. If you need some help, just let me know. But yeah, these things look incredibly expensive. And that's why it's always a big problem whenever they get damaged. But of course, Bit doesn't care about the lacquer game damage. I'm like, okay. But yeah, most of the other people are like, they have a conniption whenever their Zoid is is hurt. But when Lager gets hurt, it's just a growl and a, we'll fix you next episode. Yeah. yeah. 
it's it's very funny because it, it really feels like for these battles that there is little to no consequence in terms of repairs. Yeah. These people seem to have these these giant mechanical beasts yeah. destroyed and parts of them completely ripped off and then we'll fix it. Yeah. We'll I mean, it. I don't want to do the work, but we'll fix it. Yeah, like right. that's what the complaining is. Not the money that it's going to cost. It's the fact that oh, now I got to I got to fix my my Zoid. Ugh. They're not worried about, you know, when you when you get for us, I know that we can't understand what it's like to own a giant saber tooth. <laughs> Tiger. I don't think I'll ever get there. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever. Even get if I won the Powerball, I don't ball. even think I'll ever have yacht money. <laughs> you know, but for our car, like for cars, mm-hmm. um, you know, you bring your car in, and sometimes it's not the part that's expensive; it's the labor yeah. that's so expensive. It seems that Bit's concern is z- zero for none. either. Yeah. <laughs> for either, <laughs> parts and labor. <laughs> what do I care? I'm not fixing it. Yeah, <laughs> this is gonna be good for the next yeah, fight. Right? Get one of the nerds on the snail to do it. <laughs> I'm the talent. I don't. I don't fix my own Zoid. That's basically his attitude towards it. But he's well. His attitude. So we we jump to this point where uh, the leader of the backdraft group has said, "I am your savior," and he's he's taking in the the fierce tigers in order to to combat against the Blitz team. So we then have this reintroduction of the uh, the Blitz team. Uh, they've they've completed a they've completed a battle. Mm-hmm. And they are in this diner, and Lena shows up at this point, uh, carrying flowers, which are given to her by one of the tiger people, right? No, it's, it's I, presumably it's the guy from the the backdraft group. Oh, I thought it was from one of the competitive the tigers. No, the tigers again, again, confusing characters just thrown in. <laughs> hey, American version. You know all that exposition you did in the intro? <laughs> Would have been a little helpful here. <laughs> Even, you know, you guys, the American version, the intro was 30 seconds. You could have spent another 30 seconds just flipping through the cast yeah, listing. Yeah, just, just give just us some names. Very quickly. Uh, so uh, this is the point where Bit is, ins- is straight up insulting the members of the Fierce Tigers. They have, they've come back and they've said like, hey, you know, we're, we're going to, we're now going to compete and we're going to be successful and you guys better watch out because we're going to be back in the game. And Bit's response is shit like, you know, you guys could also just retire yeah. and not do this anymore. <laughs> you guys don't have to keep uh, competing. I mean, I beat you. You know, another, another option is just throw in the towel. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you guys want to do the parts and labor. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> but I mean, he continues to go on and every, every response that they have for this, he just has a snappy comeback. And, and this is... This is bit on the heels of what almost was a loss for him. Mm-hmm. And he's still... Still arrogant. Unbelievably arrogant and just does not seem to care or understand the feelings of these other people who, again, have time and time, again, come in, done the work. They've done the parts in the labor. Yeah. They understand the inner workings and mechanics of a Zoid. Bit just shows up, gets Talks in line. Talks to the Zoid. He's <laughs> like, oh, we're good to go. <laughs> Do you need the manual? For what? We can talk. <laughs> so it gets to this point where it, he just, he really does get insulting. To the point where he suggests that they change their name. <laughs> which is interesting because this gets called back then later in the episode. Oh, it does. I missed this. Right. So well, it's probably around the time that you just hit power. <laughs> okay. That's probably <laughs> true. <laughs> So they get, they get to this point 
where he says, why don't you guys consider changing your name to the Fuzzy Pandas? I think I remember that. I remember and, the, that. and the fierce tigers are livid. And Bit doesn't stop there. He goes, well, what about the monkeys? Like, no adjective yeah. <laughs> noun. He just is just like, ah, you know what? Just, you guys don't even need to really describe yeah. who you are. Yeah. Just call yourself, call yourself, you know, just a single animal. Bit you know, is the worst it. heckler. <laughs> <laughs> After the Super Bowl, <laughs> like the losing team's coming through the tunnel. He's like, ah, did you guys play the game? I couldn't tell because you lost. You know, just he's just ripping into them right after like a loss. Wearing their t-shirt yeah, their that t-shirt. says they won. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, These are useless now. <laughs> Way to go, guys. Clap it up. Clap it up. Well, you know, I needed something to clean my car with. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I got 10,000 of these. So. <laughs> Not buying toilet paper for the next year. Great job. Just going to wipe with these memories. Yeah. 12th man, my ass. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically what Bit is while <laughs> talking to these guys. So we should mention that Bit is joined by two other teammates. It's, every, every battle that takes place is in a squad of three. Yes. And so. Holy Trinity. Holy Trinity. So we have, we've thoroughly described how much of an asshole and douche Bit Cloud is. So we also have Lena. So what was your take on Lena? I had one single impression. Oh, what's your I'm impression? Curi- okay. Well, well, my single impression was how is she defying gravity and physics with her hair? Oh, staying up all the time? Well, it, she, she, has, like, she has her regular hair, and then it looks like she has sort of a, a fixture on the back of her head, and then coming off of that fixture there are two long like they look like streamers or just like pieces that kind of contour along like the back of her body i, and, did, not, I did not notice this did you, were you? <laughs> <laughs> i'm been spending all the time like come on show me some more zoids and so they she just had these things that sort of floated behind her defying gravity but they were just sort of like a, a hair accessory <laughs> But they were not attached to her. Maybe and, they were like sh- that strong plastic <laughs> that like can keep a shape no matter what. I just kept thinking like if the, if there is like thin filaments or maybe like f- like fish line like tackle line that gets caught in that. That like no one no that's holding it. Oh, it's holding it up. Like something that's like unbelievable. Like the tensile strength on it has to be ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> just to keep this fixture in place on the back of her head, and then these two long pieces that just kind of hang as an accessory uh, and and when she moves and when she's sitting it's still there it's, still, it's, it's, it's still always it's spot. always on her and i i had no idea what that was and obviously it's something that you know it, it, it's it's a very stylized impression of you know a, a fashion choice in the future mm-hmm. and they never explain it they never talk of, about it of course it. not but mm-hmm. looking at lena that's the first thing i wanted to know maybe they were letting the audience know this is what your action figure is going to look like Oh, These okay. are the same, the same action that's happening in the back of her head is exactly what you can get in her plastic mold of her action figure. I, you know, I didn't even think of that. Maybe it was a, like a, 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 an art choice of like, well, <laughs> we, if we have to make her an action figure, we can't have these tassels that are yeah, going right. We need something sturdy that can be molded in plastic. So let's just have it be still. But, we, but we're still going to need those pieces of plastic yeah. to defy gravity. Exactly. So get on that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine the toys for this must have cost a fortune. A fortune, yeah. <laughs> Put these things together. 
Oh god. So we have uh we have one other member of the Blitz team. So I kind of took Lena over. So would you like to discuss the third member of the Holy Trinity? He's like my version of him is he's the Sasuke of the group. Okay. Um Brad Hunter. Okay. And Brad his uh Zoid I believe it's a wolf. It is a command wolf. A command wolf, yes. It's a blue command wolf, and it has um, powerful cannons on its back. Right. And his whole thing is like, let's... I mean, in the defense of every Zoid, all of them have powerful cannons. Yes, <laughs> but that's basically his only move, <laughs> is the cannons. I don't remember him doing any like special like technique other than using the cannons on his back. I don't remember his command wolf having like a, a wolf slash or something like that. Yeah, but, I don't think he had any... I'm not sure that he had any specific special move yeah but he is very he's laid back but he's also not he doesn't like um bits um you know ego and so he's always trying to like knock him down a peg a little bit and like say like earn your stripes in this team don't think that you're and that's and that was conflicting because at one point and i had to do a little bit of reading about brad hunter He's actually a mercenary. Yes, yes. And they reference that in uh, other episodes because they're like, still hanging out with that team? <laughs> what kind of mercenary hangs around with the, with the team for this long? Right. So it's, it's interesting that a mercenary, somebody who's just a hired gun. Is taking part in is, a team-based type well, environment. Yeah, not only taking place in a team-based environment, but he's criticizing another member of the team for his, his behavior, for his continual yeah uh, uh like uh, hot shot like yeah. his continual hot like hot headedness like you're a merc yeah like, shut up <laughs> you're 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 a mercenary who came onto this team you know and and actually and i, I should i should say this it was um it is dr professor toros who is uh it's steve toros who is the the guy who as we've mentioned is inside the snail okay and okay. so just to kind of give everybody Professor like, Toros. Yeah, it's kind of give everybody like a little bit of a better idea. There there are just a lot of characters that yeah. come into this. Who's the boy who's on the computer? Uh, his name is Jamie. Okay. Right. That's uh it, it's surprising. As bland as he as his as <laughs> contributions to the show. His name matches. Well, we I mean, we we've talked about the three members and now we have uh Toros and and Jamie really only serves to add reactionary comments Basically, to things. Yeah. Or to let people know that something bad is about to yeah. happen to them. And he's always ready for IT support. Right. <laughs> he's about as good as a fire alarm. Yeah. 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 You're, you're like, I know there's a fire. I'm, I'm looking at it. I just, just wanted you to know. I just yeah, want to make sure. Just make sure. Just wanted to make sure that you had the heads up yeah. that all of this is happening. Yes. All this is the going fire on. alarm in my room is going off because there's a fire in here. Thank you. <clears throat> But yeah, so Jamie is the uh, is the other the other character that we have. So as we mentioned, we have uh, we have the three members of the actual Blitz team, and then we have Tauros and Jamie acting in a support capacity, uh, doing all the parts and labor. Basically, yes. You know, making sure that these Zoids are in top condition every time that they go out to battle. So uh, after the scene that we have in the diner, the Fierce Tigers kind of make this declaration of that can be summed up in one phrase, which is. You'll see. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the equivalent of like uh, meeting like your hero in like a field that you do. Like if you're a comic, you meet another comic and you're like, hey man, I'm a comic. I want to be like you. And he's like, yeah, right. <laughs> and then he leaves and you go, I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to be more famous than all of you. <laughs> like that's basically the, the, the energy that they give off. Right. Like, I'm going to show you one day. Right. And he just, uh, he really, he really gets pretty passionate about it. Mm-hmm. 
you know? And so you can, you can see that the, that the tigers now with this uh, support that's behind them from presumably this villain named Leon. Yeah, Donald that, Trump. <laughs> <laughs> the Donald Trump of this world. The Donald Trump of this show. So uh, they, are, they are off to a good start in terms of finance and the support that they need. Now, what happens is a series of events that is, was a little bit confusing to me because now we have the Fierce Tigers back in the arena, back doing their, you know, engaging in these battles, trying to get back to the point where they are number one again. And it seems every step of the way, I want to say it seems deceitful. And I, I wonder really for the Zoids Battle Commission, who's paying attention, who's watching these, these fights? But I thought this was one of the episodes where the black referee comes into play. I did not see the black referee in this episode. So I think the black referee comes into play in this episode for the first time, where it's like a, an, un, an unofficial, like corrupted uh, by that Donald Trump character okay. uh, fight. Okay. And that's why they've been able to get boost their, uh, their ratings back up. Well, we should say that they're boosting their ratings through what means? Through the means of the black judge? Is that what you're talking about? Well, no, because there, there is uh, so, uh, the Donald Trump of this world. Yeah, so, yes. So DT is helping them. He is in a, a flying sort of uh, spaceship yes. that is controlling the weather. Yes, and he's controlling like the tornadoes and whatnot. Right, and the, and the lightning. So and the, the lightning. The yes. first battle that you see back is the fierce tigers, and obviously they're tigers, and they're fighting a zoid, three other zoids that look like pterodactyls or tyr- like pteranodons that are that are flying through the sky, and just in the moment where it looks like the tigers are completely screwed and that they are going to lose this match. Suddenly, all of these pterodactyl zoids get struck by by lightning and open themselves up and make their zoids vulnerable to the attack from the Fierce Tigers. See, what's happening here is I watched a lot of these episodes, (laughs) and he shows up in another episode using tornadoes. What he uses tornadoes again. In this one? In this one as well. So yeah, so he's uh, (laughs) this guy in in the shadows controlling the weather. Right. So we have, so we have him using these weather powers, but it seems as if nobody who's involved in these matches, and they, they go on to win something like 10 to 14 matches yeah. through the use of weather powers yeah. alone. And it's even noted by our Blitz team. They're on an incredible streak. Well, not only are they on an incredible streak, but there's at one point where they look out a window while one of the matches is going on and make note of the weather. Wasn't it, wasn't it sunny? Just a and, second and ago? Like, yeah, like just a couple seconds ago. Wasn't it, wasn't it bright and, and sunny and there was no problems? And now suddenly there's, this storm just like rolled in. and Dr. Toros, <laughs> <laughs> if you would, <laughs> explain this to the dummies <laughs> who are only uh, in the Zoids. What, right. What's happening? What's your take on this? Dr. Michukaku, <laughs> please uh, <laughs> explain to us. But, you know, they, it becomes something where the Fierce Tigers have this, this dependency. Mm-hmm. On, on, these we- on these weather powers. And, you know, it's not until finally, you know, obviously they're on this hot streak. Fierce Tigers are just winning, you know, left and right. They get to the point now where competition-wise, they're able to challenge the Blitz team. Mm-hmm. So we have, we have the professor walking back in with Jamie. Jamie, again, not saying, not saying anything. Well, doesn't want to step on any toes. <laughs> <Doesn't wanna> step. <laughs> 
such a polite young man. What a, what a great addition. <laughs> what a when I think of contributions that are made to this team, <laughs> I do not think of. When Jamie. you start looking at the budget cuts <laughs> that need to be made, you start going around and like Dr. Churros has to give him. We need him. He's a genius. Uh, three team members gotta have them. They're the pilots. Where can we cut the fat? Where can we cut the fat? J- J- Jamie, 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 what would you say you do here? <laughs> exactly. I, I, I tell people the danger's coming. Yeah, well, Doctor Toros could do that. In fact, he does sometimes. Then you just repeat what he said in a different way. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, in, I'm important. I, I'm working on the upgrades. Yeah. Again, Dr. Charles could just do that himself because most of the time he's just watching the battle right. and <laughs> doing nothing else. He is watching the battle and he, like, I really feel bad because there's that moment where you realize that the, the dynamic between, um, between Jamie and, uh, and Tauros is that he tolerates. <laughs> what a kind, kind individual to just get... Yeah, Jamie is the intern mm-hmm. of the Blitz team. Yeah. They can't spend an entire episode with Dr. Torres with his face in his palm. So he's got to be, be like, oh, that's a good idea, Jamie. <laughs> right. Good thing you, you came up with that after I gave you a lot of the leeway right. into that. So we're, we're, given this, we're given this final battle, which this whole episode has been building up to from, from mm-hmm. the beginning. So... Do you remember, and, and maybe this was, you know, the, the moment that you hit that power button, Jamal. I hope not. I hope not, too. But they, they have the, the fierce tigers standing on the battlefield outside of their zoids, giving each other a pep talk. I think I remember this. And this is the point where Amari of the fierce tigers says, hey, guys, are we fuzzy pandas? <laughs> They, I remember this. And they, I, <laughs> and they all just go, no. They're like, are we monkeys? I, like, yes, no. I remember this. I mean, he starts going through the animals. And he's like, what are we? We're the fierce tigers. All right, let's go do this. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I remember this now. Because he so, says, are we monkeys? Yeah. <laughs> no. So after their slow building crescendo yeah. of, of, a, of yeah. a slow clap yeah. to get everybody motivated, or, or everybody put your hands in, and on three, fierce tigers, yeah. go. One, two, three, yeah. fierce tigers. And then Jamie has an idea. Hey, what if we, what are we? Are we, are we a wolf and a, and a liger and a, and a raptor? Are we? And then Dr. Doris, thanks, thanks, Jamie. Thank you for that. But yeah, Jamie, I remember you're, doing a, you're doing a real great job. Yeah, I remember that scene. Make sure you get college credit for this, Jimmy. <laughs> I thought, in fact, it was such an awkward scene because I thought that, did the battle stop? Like, are they not on the battlefield anymore? They, yeah. <laughs> I was like, where are they doing this pep talk at? So then they, they have this pep talk. Three seconds later, it looks like a meteor mm-hmm. crashing into the earth, which is interesting given what you learn two seconds later about the terrain of the battlefield. Almost always a desert. Well, almost a desert, but this particular battlefield is built on a lot of ruins mm, yeah. that are below them. And so when Lena's raptor uh, takes its first step, it breaks through. It breaks through a little bit of that ground. And then she spends, they spend about a good 20 seconds with her raptor pulling its foot out yeah. of a hole. And then the raptor using its little hands yeah. like to bat off the dirt and the yeah. and the debris that has attached to the foot of her yeah. side. 
We're looking at budget cuts again. Yeah, again. <laughs> Longer arms, less Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll order the parts. I believe, is this a reason, is this one of the reasons why that led to Bit saying, oh, I can go get the lighter, quicker version of the, the Liger with the Schneider? Was this because the battlefield was so shaky? Well, the battlefield was, was shaky, uh, but what happens is Fierce Tigers conjure these tornadoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so, well, first and foremost, it's lightning. Everybody gets hit by lightning. And then we have suddenly these tornadoes. And after the lightning and the initial shock to the system and presumably the reboot of all these zoids, these tornadoes seem as if they're summoned from our Donald Trump character mm-hmm. in his floating sky palace. And he can control them. Like, because um, Brad makes a comment, I believe, in this episode of saying, this thing, when it's chasing after me, he's like, this thing feels like it's locked onto me. Yeah. And so, uh, so we have them being chased by these tornadoes and it, or I'm sorry cyclones and at one point uh, the cyclones combine because again we mentioned about this unstable ground and so they use that to their advantage and they're running through these these parts of the terrain and two of the three uh, fierce tiger members are in hot pursuit of the rest of the blitz team and they fall down into this debris they fall down into the rubble and are presum- presumably they are they're, they're bounced done. they're bounced out you know they're they're done with this so we've got one tiger that's left I believe it's Amari right I think it was Amari and so I mean you can't give that speech and then be <laughs> and then be the guy who's knocked out <laughs> oh shit <laughs> so we have have Amari and he's getting ready for all of this and in this instance it seems like there's a second where he's almost down and out where he's not going to be able to to continue he's taking a little bit of damage I think from from Brad. Uh, and in this moment, this is when our Donald Trump character hits a button and combines all three cyclones into one massive cyclone or tornado. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what it is, the, the weather effects are crazy. Yeah. And this is where it locks on to Brad. This is also where... Didn't it get Lena? I think it kind of knocked Lena yeah. out of the game. And so this is, this is the moment and the point where BitCloud has his hero moment. Mm-hmm. He has his, his typical hero moment. and so. This is where he jumps back into the snail. And this is when you find out what Jamie and the professor have been doing off to the side. Because he doesn't, you don't know about the Schneider series at all until he's like, hey, I got just the thing for this. And you're like, well, how are you going to get around the the tornado with Jaeger? (laughs) Well, this is what's interesting is that this is the moment where uh, the Liger is the only Zoid that's really functional. It's functional at this point. And so we have, we have bit versus uh, big cloud versus amari and jamie has my favorite line he just goes he's like the the cyclone is heading right towards us if it hits us head on we're in a lot of trouble the professor says nothing he has just a sly smile that is just sort of a like a knowing (laughs) smile where bit jumps back into the snail gets this new gets this new armor and is then ready to destroy a tornado yeah is ready to destroy this tornado uh and as we mentioned he's a melee fighting yeah he's got to be up close in your face so he has to get close he has to go into the eye of the storm and so this is a point where 
which was very confusing for me uh, coming back and, and watching this show again because Bit seemed confused by one of the Liger's display prompts that then prominently displays Buster Slash. And Bit goes, huh? Buster Slash? And then it's just like, yep, Buster let's, Slash. Let's, let's do this, yeah. <laughs> I think that's one of those moments where, because, you know, he's not taking the time to, I got this new armor, let me test it out. Right. <laughs> I think he gets in it and he's like, all right, you do the same thing as the other stuff, right? <laughs> and then it's like, no, 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 Buster Slash. Oh yeah, let's let's do that. That let's sounds just, good. Let's let's, let's go slash. with Buster Slash. That's so. And, and the Buster Slash is it looks like a, a giant unicorn horn that comes down from the top mm-hmm. of the Liger's head and sort of it acts like a giant sword mm-hmm. or and it has like the, a, a bayonet, the blue blade, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. And so this this is what allows him to cut through the storm and uh, Amari's. Tiger is being controlled by it looks like sort of like a part of the big gun or it looks like there's like a like a satellite portion that's on top of it and that's exactly what he barrels right into and with that blue buster slash just knocks it right off the top and this entire time our our white robot referee has been blown around the entire map. See, been- I thought this was the one time the black, the first episode of the black referee was on there. He's no. just like letting all this happen. No, but I, I think I do remember the, the uh, white referee going. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> He's been flying around the map the entire time. He finally, he finally crawls out of a hole and it's just like he does this thing where he just lifts up his hand yeah. that has a blue. Uh, like a blue flag on it. Blue he's for like, win, red for loss. Right. He's just like, winner, blitz team. Yeah. But I also, how does he crawling? Because he has no legs. He's just a, a <laughs> he's, he's just a cross. Torso. He's literally just a cross. Yeah. I don't know how he crawled up. Uh, he's got no grips whatsoever. I mean, he positioned himself, you know, he positioned himself in some way. <laughs> I, I have no idea. But yeah, that, that brings us to, to the end with obviously the blitz team being triumphant mm-hmm. and being heroic. And then we have this one moment where the, the Tiger team makes the weirdest threat to our Donald Trump character that I've ever heard. He just goes, I'm going to stick my hand in your ears and pull out your teeth. Yes, I, I remember like, that. What? I remember that because I'm like, wait a minute. Stick my hand in your, in your ears ear and, and pull out, out your what? what? I mean, I know your eustachian tubes connect. He's like, you'd actually do pretty much all the damage you needed to do if you can stick your hand in someone's ear and just yeah. bust that <laughs> eardrum and then, like, <laughs> cause the, uh, whatever that is in there that keeps your balance to be disrupted. Equilibrium? Yeah, like, there it is. <laughs> That's the word. Welcome to Jamal's Science Corner. <laughs> there we go. Sixth grade science. <laughs> Once you throw that off, someone's pretty messed up. They're going to yeah. get vertigo. They're gonna, like, my cat used to have vertigo. It's a pretty messed up thing. Like... You're, you don't need to pull someone's teeth out after that. Like, my cat used to walk around with his head turned up because it had vertigo. Like, I didn't know what was wrong with him. I think it was because my dad hit him with a newspaper. And I was like, well, well this just became dark. <laughs> didn't it? But he had vertigo. And I was like, why is the cat walking with his head turned all the time and like bumping into walls? And then we took him to the vet. And the vet was like, yeah, he's got vertigo. And I was like, oh, I wonder how he got that. <laughs> dickhead <laughs> but yeah i'm saying if you mess with someone's equilibrium you're they're now messed up for a while right but yeah that's that is a very strange that's not it's like a, a very, saying yeah, that you it, use of like oh yeah i keep talking i'll put my hands in your 
it's usually like I'll put my hand so far up your throat or down your throat, I'll you know rip out your heart, or, or I'll something. put my foot so far up your ass, you'll be tasting my shoe or something like exactly. that. Exactly. But it's these never- are not idioms. <laughs> yeah, I love the fact that that in some way, shape, or form. Japan thought this is an idiom that we use to insult. <laughs> like, okay, like American I, yeah. Americans use this. Yeah, we need an American insult to close out the show. Right. Um, <laughs> I got one. Stick my stick my hand so far into your armpits <laughs> that I can rearrange your thighs. Wait, I'm sorry, Tom. You're being crazy. Who else has got one? I got one. I got one. He's playing around. I got one. All right. What do you got? So Richard? far up your nose that I'll scramble your brains and then pull them down to your your ankles. Okay. Well, that's kind of actually. You know, does anyone here have a serious one? Okay, I do. Okay, Hideki Takamoto, <laughs> tell me something. And he's like, I'll I'll reach so far into your ear, <laughs> into your ears. I'll pull out your teeth. Put it on the paper. Put it on the paper. That's perfect. He did it. Thank you. Meeting adjourned, by the way. <sighs> Been here for two hours. <laughs> Into your ears and, and then pull out your teeth. Pull out your teeth. <laughs> and that's it, it ends with a threat. It followed by the fact that we have all of the tiger team sitting again back outside in the middle of the desert, nowhere, <laughs> trying to cheer each other up, yeah. but to no avail. What they if, just begin crying. Yeah, again. what if one of them's like you know, pandas aren't bad. We you know, mon- monkey, monkeys are pretty cool. Yeah, no one has a monkey zoid. Nobody has a monkey like, zoid. That would be a pretty strong zoid, like a gorilla zoid. Like that would be pretty cool. I mean, maybe we could have somebody build one. Yeah, yeah we're not paying for all that parts of labor. Yeah, yeah let's be honest. <laughs> we don't even have a sponsor anymore. <laughs> oh, I do remember that insult. <laughs> that attempt at an American insult. Always interesting. Well, this brings us to the end of the episode. Um, so one of the things that happens is that we obviously have opinions about all of these shows and we are happy to share them. Every once in a while though, we find a difference of opinions. We find some other opinions on the internet that we like to share with you guys. And so Jamal is going to share with us the review that we found on the internet that we can't wait to hear. Yes. Just so you know, this, this review was placed on the 16th of October in 2002. So... <laughs> Please journey with us to the past. <laughs> so the the uh, the headline of the interview of the uh, comment, by the way, which is also when I'm when I try and leave comments, I try and think of a nice. If I'm doing a review, I want a, a nice pithy, you know, headline that lets you know what my review is going to be. Here's his review. First thing first. Period. <laughs> <laughs> like not a continuation that's not even a sentence it's just first thing first well it's kind of redundant when you think about it yeah, first it thing is. is always first <laughs> but then he goes skip the new episodes period again he's like you could have just put skip the new episodes but he put first things first and the author of this who left this gem is a guy by the name of toxic Fox, and there's three X's. You figure out where those go. <laughs> so here's Toxic Fox's uh, review from 2002. <laughs> Not saying the new Century Zero cartoons are bad. Those are the ones following BitCloud. But as someone else said, it's like Pokemon with robots. What you need to watch are the Chaotic Century and the Guardian Force episodes. Now, now these 75 episodes, Episodes plus in that series follow the adventure of Van and Fiona, as well as the organoid Zeke. <laughs> I don't know what an organoid is. I have no idea what an organoid is. <laughs> I assume that's like a, a previous cyborg, <laughs> something like that. Like organic cyborg? Yeah, an or- well, they're 
thinking green already. There yeah. you go. The stories flow much better. Uh, parentheses, not the fight a day every day. Not a f- <laughs> not the fight a day every day thing, which is a shot fired at New Century. <laughs> um, that the newer ones uh, actually containing a plot and characters that you can care about. While the NCO episodes are worth watching, you would be better off getting the CC and the GF, which kind of, if you don't know these acronyms, yeah. <laughs> it could be like a little bit of some, some blue language. I would suggest getting them off TV, getting them of TV. He didn't even spell off correctly. I know. I would suggest getting them off TV as the American dub tapes are very hard to find and can be rather expensive. That, so. is, that is a stellar review from 2002. Toxic Fox. And this knocking is knocking it out of the park. This is like, this is like a this is this is a long review. So this is like back. I mean, two thousand two. The internet has been what around for f- seven years at this point. Well, you got You have to realize, <laughs> regardless of what era or period of time, this people is, love to complain on the yeah, internet. Yeah, this is like this is like people like even back then. This was like the heyday of someone complaining. I mean, there was the Wild West when you would make a complaint on the internet. Like, you could just say anything. Nowadays, like, news channels and stuff are, like, making a sign-in and, like, having an account so they can track who's doing But But back then, it was like, say whatever you want. It's the Wild West. <laughs> no one can say anything. You can just trash something as bad as you want. This is actually kind of mild. It is. As far as, like, a, a review would go. So it definitely is. And for someone who's not liking, like, the, the show and prefers the other to a, a series. But, but yeah. So I have to come to the, the question now, mm-hmm. Jamal, from the multiple episodes beyond just the episode we watched for this evening. Can you recommend Zoid's New Century? I absolutely can. Okay. All right. Anything? I enjoy the fight a day thing. <laughs> okay. No, that's a lot of that stuff is great. But I'm recommending it because I'd say that like most of the cartoons of that day, you start off learning the cartoon, and once it gets its feet under itself, you, you get to, s- to see just the progression of the Liger, to me, is what you're staying for. That's the, that's the, re- the buy-in power, the, the replayability factors. That I'm coming back to the next episode to see if he's got new armor. That's really what I'm, 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 I'm here for. Just looking for those that yeah. parts and labor, those yeah. upgrades. I, so by the time he gets to the finale, I want to see all, all his best armor on display. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't want to see any like level one stuff. I want to see the best. Episode 26 better have Liger <laughs> Zero Strata or whatever it's called. You know, like that's what I want to see. But that's why I would recommend it because it's, it's cool. It's robots. It's like a... It's like you remember how the Power Rangers had their um their robots that they what were they called? Uh, they were called Megazoids. Megazoids, right? This is like the original. Again, yeah. Just like the original. The OG Zoids. The OG Zoids. <laughs> <laughs> so if only, I don't, yeah, man, it'd be pretty cool if you could combine the original Zoids into one gigantic Megazoid. Because hmm. they had the Dragon Zoid as well. That mm-hmm. was always my favorite for the Green Ranger. Yeah. Because you could summon it with like a flute. Wasn't that supposed to be like um, a Godzilla? <laughs> his Zoid wasn't his Zoid. Just again, just always step, just destroying the city <laughs> as he's coming out. <laughs> just one loud noise, yeah, by, by some creature. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? I'm gonna say uh, I would recommend Zoids as well. I think that it, it's something that if you are patient, like Jamal said, 
and you are willing to approach this and it's fight a day mentality, I think that, you know, there's, there's only one season of New Century and you can kind of get into it. And you do see kind of an interesting progression. I think that some of it might not necessarily translate great from some of these dubs. There are a lot of really weird, mm-hmm. awkward pauses and moments that are in this show that, you know, and, and references to things or where characters all turn in one direction uh, to notice something and it, nothing's there. But I'm sure it's hilarious to the Japanese I'm audience. Sure it's amazing <laughs> for them. Uh, but there were a lot of things that I, I remember and I, I know and I love, and I, I believe I watched... I believe that I watched when this was on Toonami, a majority of the series. And that, again, that fight a day thing, as we mentioned, kind of really hooked me in. Like I wanted to see what was happening. It was always really interesting to me that everybody else's Zoids seemed to behave except for Liger. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I wanted to know a little bit more. I think that bond between man and machine is you know, uh, is a, a story that whenever it's told, um, I, I get interested. I get, I get a little bit invested in seeing how uh, a human being can have and build that relationship with that thing that's artificial, that's man-made and created. Yeah, so. it's kind of like the bond some of the ninjas have with animal contracts in Naruto. <laughs> that's how I feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that's fair. That's interesting. So, great. Well, that is going to conclude Zoids on Saturday morning cartoons. And so now we're going to get into plugs and contact information. And so, uh, Jamal, we are towards the end of February now at this point. Um, anything that you have going on? Well, you can see me and Sean in a possibly once only appearance at <laughs> Washington Improv Theater's fi- Fighting improv- Improvisational Smackdown Tournament, or FIST if you're nasty. For 2016, we will be teaming together and performing. At least once. We're guaranteed that. <laughs> so, uh, but we do not know the date. So, but that is happening in early March. And um, other than that, you can catch me performing with season six just about every Friday at the DC Arts Center or uh, also on the ensemble um, days for Fist coming up yeah. in March and April. Absolutely. And we will have information for all of that. Uh, and I know that I always plug it. You can find out uh, ticket dates and times for everything. Again, Jamal's on season six. All that information is available on witdc.org. And you can also follow me on social media. Get the Jamal Newman on Facebook. Good luck surfing through all those names. <laughs> <laughs> or on uh, Twitter. Mean there's more than one? Yeah. Can you believe it? There's not one for my sister. There's one. <laughs> there's one. And she's not even on Facebook anymore. Oh, but um, but on um, Instagram and Twitter, it's Hello Newman and the zero, the O is a zero. Great, great. Uh, you can as always find me on Instagram and Twitter at Sean Paul Ellis. Uh, I will be performing in, well, I'm, I've just returned from uh, the San Diego Improv Festival. So if you came out to join me, thank you very much for, for hanging out and sharing your Valentine's Day weekend <laughs> with me on the West Coast. Uh, as Jamal said, we are going to have a bunch of shows and dates for Washington Improv Theater that are going to be coming up in all of March and April. As Jamal mentioned, Fist, or Fighting Improv Smackdown Tournament, is sort of our take on... March Madness. Uh, on, exactly, on the March Madness. And so we get seated and uh, we have brackets mm-hmm. for everybody that are you know, participating. And it is a fun competition where if you get a chance to come out, 
you, the audience, get to, get to determine who the winner is going to be uh, as we compete against all these different teams. And so we appreciate your vote. If you friendships are built, friendships are lost. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Rivalries are born (laughs) and so are some babies. So come on out. (laughs) Oh boy. And so uh, as always, uh, you can find Dave over on collider.com. Dave is going to be doing all the reviews that that they have up there for certain television shows like flash Arrow, The Walking Dead, since it's now oh, back. All the good ones. And so, yeah, he really does have all the awesome shows. He has the shows that I watch. Yeah, he's got just... all these shows that I need to go watch on Netflix <laughs> and Hulu right now. Which is perfect. So uh, you can check out everything that Dave has, and you can check out all of the entertainment and information that they have that's over on Collider.com. You can follow Dave on in- or on Twitter. He does not have an Instagram account. You can follow him on Twitter, at DrClawMD. And if you're interested in some of his fiction work that he's done, you can find him at davetrumbor.com. He posts short stories pretty regularly, so please go and check it out. As always, for Saturday Morning Cartoons, you can check us out on our website at www.saturdaymorningcartoons.com. You can follow us on Twitter at MorningTunes. You can see some of the handiwork that I may or may not be doing lately on Tumblr, (laughs) which is saturdaymorningcartoons.tumblr.com you can check us out on facebook please go over and check us out on facebook because you guys have just been really great if you're listening to this show the response that we've received for everything from our new year's nicktoons this year with angry beavers and everything else you guys have been phenomenal over there and we are well over 500 likes for people um so just a big thank you because we really appreciate that and uh, we love getting a chance to interact with you guys on a weekly basis and talk cartoons so thank you so much you can find us on YouTube at Saturday Morning Cartoons. As always, you can download these episodes on iTunes and Stitcher. And if you have any questions or suggestions, feel free to send us an email, SaturdayMorningCartoons at gmail.com. So we are excited. We are closing out. Uh, as we mentioned, Jamal and I will be doing a sort of a take on March Madness. And Saturday Morning Cartoons is getting an opportunity in March to do our take on March Madness with Pocket Monsters. And so... Next week is going to be the final week before we get into our Pokemon, Digimon, Pocket Monster battle month in March. So next week, we're going to be talking one more superhero kind of uh, cartoon that we have with a little bit of the original Justice League. So thank you again for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.